In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. I like to wish you all a very blessed and happy Feast of St. Moses, the saint of this monastery. And also we are happy to have with us His Grace Bishop Peter and His Grace Bishop Basil and His Grace Bishop Gregory. Especially tonight is the 17th anniversary for the consecration of His Grace Bishop Peter as a monk in this monastery. And also many monks were also tonsured on the Feast of St. Moses. We pray for all of them to have a blessed and holy monastic life and we congratulate all of them with their anniversary. One of the main characteristics of St. Moses is kindness. I am amazed how this man who had a very hardened heart, he was a murderer, he was a thief, how this man was able to have a very tender and kind heart. But this is the work of the Holy Spirit in his heart. No one can change his heart from a hardened heart to a tender and kind heart except by the work of the Holy Spirit and also by the effort that he is doing. Especially the virtue of kindness is one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Also we commemorate on this night Amba Isiseros. And usually we talk about St. Moses, but rarely we speak about St. Isiseros. One of the most beautiful characteristics of St. Isiseros was also his kindness. He was known that he can discipline and be a father to very difficult monks. So when a very difficult candidate joined the monastery, they give him to Amba Isiseros, like Amba Musa. Amba Musa was a thief, a robber, a murderer. So they said no one is able to help him except Amba Isiseros. Because of his patience, because of his kindness, because of his love, because of his acceptance, because of his tender heart, because of his compassion. One night, the thoughts attacked Amba Musa for several times. And I think he went to Amba Isiseros more than 10 times. And Amba Isiseros never complained. Amba Isiseros never told him, grow up, it is enough, you are bothering me, never. But he was so kind and he listened to him, comforted him, helped him till through the grace of God, Amba Musa turned from a very hardened heart person to a very kind and tender hearted person. That's why I like to speak a few words tonight about this virtue, the virtue of kindness. Especially, unfortunately, kindness is a very rare virtue in these days. People are very harsh with each other. They are not kind. They are not compassionate. Everyone is self-centered. And when one is upset from another person, he deals with him harshly. There is no kindness. And he says words sharper than a sword which means we don't have the Holy Spirit in our hearts. 
Because if we have the Holy Spirit in our heart, we should be kind, not harsh with one another. What is the definition of kindness? Kindness is a heart that feels for others and show compassion toward others. Not only those whom I love, but especially those whom I do not love, especially those whom I am bothered with, especially those who do not treat me well. That is the virtue of kindness. As the Lord told us, if you love those who love you, what profit do you have? Everyone in the person, even the tax collector and the murderers and the thieves do the same. What distinguishes us as the children of God? To be kind to those who hurt us, to those who bother us. That is the kindness. And to be patient with them, as Ambassadors was patient with St. Moses, until through the grace of God, he helped him to turn from a very hardened hard person to a very tender hearted person. Kindness is one aspect of our love toward the other, because love is kind. If we are not kind toward one another, then we don't love them. As St. Peter said in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 5 to 7, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. So love actually is kind. If I am not kind to others, then I don't love them. And if I don't love them, means I don't have God in my heart because God is love. And people like to see kindness in others. As we read in Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 22, what is desired in a man is kindness. What is desired in a man is kindness. People like to see kindness in others. When somebody actually deals with you with kindness, you love this person. You respect him because that's what people like to see in others. And if we reflect about the kindness of God, the best passage about the kindness of God, we read it in Titus chapter 3 from verse 3 to verse 7. St. Paul said, For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. That's our condition. That's who we were. Very, very bad. Very ugly characters. But in spite of this, St. Paul continued, but when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward the man appeared, so this kindness appeared while we were foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. In spite of all of this, the kindness and the love of God toward mankind appeared. 
And St. Paul explained and said, not by works of righteousness which we have done. So we didn't do any work of righteousness to deserve this kindness. But kindness was a free gift from God toward us. Why he was kind? But according to his mercy, according to his mercy, he saved us. And God instructed us to be merciful to one another. When we are merciful to one another, we'll be kind. But according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Kindness should be not only toward those who love us, but toward even our enemies. God, as I told you, as St. Paul taught us, he showed kindness to us while we were hating each other, while we are desiring the lusts and pleasures of the world. Another characteristic of the kindness of God, it is not according to our worthiness. As St. Paul said, not because of works of righteousness. We were not worthy, but it was a free gift, a grace from God toward us. And also this kindness came from what? From a merciful heart. A person with a merciful heart will be kind to other. And not only this, but it appeared in action. He saved us. He died on the cross. He carried our sins. He became cursed in order to remove the curse from us. These four characteristics of the kinds of God toward enemies, not according to our worthiness, comes from a merciful heart and appears in action. So how can we apply kindness? As I told you, kindness is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. So we need to ask for the grace of God. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit in order to be kind to one another. But there are some applications. This grace will not given to us unless we start to do the effort to show kindness to one another. And I will tell you tonight about five applications. And I want all of us to start practicing these five applications in order to be kind to one another, to be tender-hearted to one another. Number one, feel for others around you. Feel for others. What, what do I mean by feel for others? Put yourself in their place. Put yourself in their situation and see whether you're going to be hurt or not. If you are going to be hurt, then don't do it. Let me give you an example from the scripture. They brought to the Lord Jesus Christ little children, that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. So the Lord Jesus Christ put himself in the place of the children and in the place of their parents. What would they feel? Definitely when the disciples rebuked them, they felt hurt. So the disciples here were not compassionate toward these people. That's why when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased. Greatly displeased. Why? Because of the lack of their kindness. 
and said to them, let the little children come to me and do not forbid them. Do not forbid them. For of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms. They brought the children only that he may touch them. But what did he do? He hugged them. He gave them more because he felt for them. He felt they were hurt when the disciples rebuked them. So he did not only touch them, but he embraced them. He took them up in his arm and laid his hand on them and blessed them. That's kindness. That's kindness. He felt that these children and their parents were hurt. He felt for others. That's why I told you the first application. Feel for others around you. Feel how they feel. Identify yourself with them. Put yourself in their place. Another story. A sinful woman, her reputation was known in the whole city. And when she entered the house of Simeon, the Pharisee, he looked down on her and he judged her in his heart. But his facial expression, his eyes actually said a lot. There is a memoir by San Ephraim Suryani imagining what happened to this woman when she visited the house of Simeon and how Simeon dealt with her. Who felt the humiliation of her, the Lord Jesus Christ? Although she was a sinful woman, but the Lord has a kind heart, tender heart, and she is coming to ask forgiveness. That's why he compared her with Simeon. And although the Lord did not deny that she is a sinful woman, but he said she actually loved much and he defended her. And he said to Simeon, because she loved much, her many sins, many sins were forgiven. Now she is actually justified. Now she is righteous because of her love. I'm not focusing on her now. I am focusing on the Lord Jesus Christ, who was very kind toward her. He did not let her leave the house brokenhearted or hurt or disappointed or wounded by the action of Simeon the Pharisee. He felt for her. A person with a kind heart feels for others around him, feels for them. And if he felt that any one of them is hurt or disappointed, he doesn't let him go without comforting him, defending him, showing him kindness, love, acceptance. I remember one time in the Feast of St. Moses, I said in our days right now, if one came to a monastery and said, I want to be a monk, and then we asked him, from what church you grew up? Who's your father of confession? And he said, no, I am a murderer. I'm a thief. I'm a robber. I'm a gang leader. That's all my life. And I was a worshiper of idols. I wonder which monastery would accept him nowadays. Maybe none. Maybe none. But if St. Isisarius and St. Macarius, 
rejected St. Moses, who would lose these great saints. But they were kind. They were kind enough to give him a chance and to accept him and to try to help him to live the life of repentance. The second application, comfort those around you, especially those who are looking for your approval and comfort. Some people looking for our approval. Your children in your house looking for the, your approval as a parent. Especially people look for approval of their parents, their spiritual fathers, their leaders, or their best friends. Do we affirm the needs of others to be comforted and we assure them that they are approved? Let me give you two stories from the scripture. The first story is the thief on the cross. He started actually by blaspheming and cursing the Lord Jesus Christ with the other thief. And then when he saw the darkness, he realized that this person is not a regular person. This person is the Messiah. That's why he looked at the Lord and he told him, Remember me, O Lord, when you come into your kingdom. I want you to put yourself in the place of this thief for one second. If you are in his situation and you said, Remember me, O Lord, when you come into your kingdom. What you are expecting? You are expecting some answer to comfort you, whether he will accept me or not. Sometimes if I hurt another person and I go to him, I tell him, I have sinned, forgive me. The other person doesn't give me the approval. The other person doesn't tell me, I need your forgiveness. The other person just leave me and walk away. That's not kind. That's harshness. This hardened heart. This a selfish heart. Here the Lord, actually, when he heard these words of the thief on the cross, he was kind enough to affirm him, to comfort him, and to tell him, yes, your repentance is accepted. Today you will be with me in the paradise. What a wonderful affirmation. What a wonderful response from the Lord. And by the way, I want to just let you know, to speak on the cross was a very painful process. Why? Number one, the Lord was hung on the cross with nails. And the heaviness of the weight take him toward gravity, toward the earth. So in order to speak, he has actually to pull himself up to be able to speak the words. And pulling himself up, number one, he has to put all the pressure on the nails, on the wounds in his hands and in his feet. And this was very, very painful. Another point, the cross was not smooth like this. It's a tree. It's a tree full of thorns. And the back of the Lord was scourge 39. So his back actually is full of wounds and bleeding. And to move his back against the tree, 
was very, very, very painful. But the Lord actually did not want this person to be struggling whether he is accepted or not, whether the Lord heard my prayer or not. That's why he went through this very, very painful process and to affirm him and show him kindness and to tell him, yes, I accepted your repentance. Not only that, but today you will be with me in the paradise. Great kindness. Many times people waiting for affirmation, a word of approval from us, and we are very stingy. We don't want to, get, to comfort them. We want to leave them struggling. What a hardened heart. What a hardened heart when somebody is looking for a word from affirmation from me and I am so stingy to give him this approval or this comfort. Another story. The woman that was caught in action. And this woman actually was not repentant because she didn't have time to repent. They brought her to the Lord immediately in action. And why I'm saying she did not repent, usually the Lord says, go in peace, or says, your sins are forgiven. But for this woman, he did not say either. He did not tell her, go in peace, and he did not tell her, your sins are forgiven. But he told her, go and sin no more. So she was not repentant. I, I want just to affirm that kindness, not only to the repentant, but even to those who are not repentant. So they brought her to him, and everyone holding a stone in his hand, and they want to stone her. And I'm sure the, the, the woman was struggling how this teacher would judge her. Because according to the law, he should tell them, go and stone her to death. And she was waiting for this sentence, that the Lord says, go and stone her. And they put the Lord in awkward situation. Because if he did not tell them stone her, then he's breaking the law. And if he told them go and stone her, where is his mercy? Where is his compassion? So in order to justify the law and to be merciful, so his mercy is full of justice and justice full of mercy, he did not tell them, don't stone her. He did not. But he told them, whoever among you without sin, stone her. So he did not stop them from stoning her. He did not break the law. But also, he let them think about themselves. And in this way, he showed great kindness. This woman was looking for affirmation, for a word of comfort. Can you imagine yourself waiting for a discipline from Abuna, for example? Maybe Abuna will excommunicate me. Will me he give me a discipline? Very harsh. And you are waiting, struggling. What would happen to me? And here, the kindness of the Lord. And, and the Lord was looking at the ground, maybe because he doesn't want to do eye contact with her so he doesn't embarrass her. And until everyone left, 
No, no one dared to throw a stone at her. So now she is waiting what the Lord would tell her. So he told her, where are those who are accusing you? All are gone. And he told her, me too, I will not judge you. But go and sin no more. What a wonderful, what a wonderful heart. Tender heart, full of kindness. She is condemned. According to the law, she should be stoned. That's why St. Moses, when actually they asked him to come and judge one of the monks, what he did, he carried a bag of sand and he let the sand actually drop from this bag. And when they asked him, why, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? He told them, because I forget my sins. I put my sins behind my back. And I come to look at my sins, the sins of others. How many times we forget our sins and we look at the sins of others? This is not kindness. This is not kindness at all. Kindness is to comfort those around you, especially those who are looking for your approval and comfort. The third application is be careful in choosing your words. Don't use harsh words. Unfortunately, sometimes intentionally we use harsh words because we want to hurt others. Intentionally, we use harsh words like sword, because I want to hurt others. That's not kindness. This is a very hardened heart. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 12 and verse 18, there is one who speaks like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of wise promotes health. Ask yourself, your words give grace to the listener? Your words promote spiritual health? Or your words are like a piercing of a sword? Piercing of a sword. If you are selective in choosing harsh words, and you are angry, and you want to hurt the other person, you don't have kindness. You don't have the Holy Spirit in you. Because kindness is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The Bible teaches us in Proverbs 15, verse 1, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So if somebody is angry and you speak to him softly, a soft answer turns away wrath. But when you use a harsh word, you stir up anger in the other person. So you will be sinful and also a stumbling block, an offense to the other person because you stir up anger in him. Another story from the scripture. The Samaritan woman, she came to the Lord Jesus Christ and she was defensive at the beginning. Why do you speak to me? You are Jewish, I'm a Samaritan. And you know very well that Jews don't deal with Samaritans. But the Lord was patient, was kind with her. 
and he was gradually trying to introduce the living water and to lead her to repentance. And in his kindness, he did not tell her you are an adulteress, but very kindly when he, he told her go and get your husband and she told him I have no husband. By the way, I have no husband is not a truthful answer because it is a half of truth. Half of, and half truth is not a truthful answer. And the Lord, in his ability, he would tell her, you are lying. You are not saying the truth because you are living with a person. You are living in a sin. You are adulterous. But the Lord was very gentle, very kind in how to confront her. So he accepted the half-truth as truth. And he told her, you answered truthfully. Because yes, she, she is not married. She doesn't have a husband. And then in a gentle way, he tried to tell her her sins. You had five husbands and now you are living with a person who is not your husband. He did not tell her you are a liar or adulteress or a fornicator. He did not. But he used actually very kind word with her. And then he affirmed again, you answered truthfully. He was very careful in choosing his words in order not to hurt her. His words actually promote health. His words led her to repentance because he dealt with her kindly. Can you imagine if the Lord told her, you are a liar, you are in denial, you are living with a man in sin, you are living in sexual immorality, go and repent, otherwise God will not accept you. Can you imagine if he spoke to her in this manner? What would be her response? She would be very angry at him. Because yes, Harsh word stirs up anger, but the Lord was very, very kind with her. The fourth application, show compassion to those who hurt you. This is what distinguishes us from the children of the world. Children of the world cannot show compassion to those who hurt them because you don't have the Holy Spirit. But we have the Holy Spirit. We should be different. We have the ability to show compassion to those who hurt us. God actually showing compassion even to those who hurt him. And St. Paul said in Romans chapter 2 verse 4, Do you despise the riches of his kindness, forbearance and long-suffering? So, some people taking advantage of the kindness of God, but God actually is so kind and long-suffering. Many people until now say, why God, although he sees all this corruption in the world, why he is not taking action? Why he is not sending fire to burn these people? Why he did not ground them? Why, why, why? Because he is kind. He's patient. He's giving them opportunity and a chance to repent. While we are so angry at these people and we want to see the vengeance of God, but God is kind. 
God is kind even to those who hurt him, to those who are corrupt, to those who are wicked. He sent his rain on the righteous and the sinners. He let his sun shine on the godly and the ungodly. Let me give you a story from the scripture. Do you know Malchus? Do you know who is Malchus? Malchus was one of the servants of the high priest who came to arrest the Lord Jesus Christ. He came to arrest the Lord Jesus Christ. And St. Peter was so zealous. So he took his sword and cut off his ear. What would the Lord do to a person coming to arrest him unfairly? But the Lord rebuked Peter and he told him, No, this is not kindness. Those who take by the sword will be actually killed by the sword. Put your sword back in its grab. And he called Malchus, the servant who came to arrest the Lord Jesus Christ. And he healed him. Can you see this kindness? Can you see how the Lord dealt with a person coming to arrest him unfairly? But he healed him. Because the Lord is kind, not based on our worthiness, but based on his mercy, his richness of his mercy and the abundance of his love. And the last application, if you are kind, Encourage those around you. Motivate those around you. Validate those who are around you. Show appreciation and gratefulness to those around you. Try to find something good to appreciate them. Like in the community of a monastery. How many times you said words of appreciation, gratefulness, validation, motivation, encouragement. And if you are saying these words, are you are saying them to those whom you love? Well, to those whom you do not love or those who hurt you? How many times, ask yourself, you encourage, motivated, validated, show appreciation or gratefulness to somebody who hurt you? How many times? If you are living in the world, how many times you said a word of encouragement to your spouse, to your children, to your relatives? How many times you said a word of validation and appreciation to your co-worker or your friend in school? How many times who actually doesn't love you and doesn't appreciate you and doesn't show gratefulness to you? How many times you repaid evil with good. How many times? Sometimes the word of encouragement or validation or motivation or appreciation or gratefulness are very, very rare. Very rare with others and more with God. We don't show appreciation or gratefulness. Be kind. Be kind to others. The Lord actually was encouraging everybody around him. When Peter told him, you are the Christ, the son of the living God, he actually encouraged him. 
And he told him, Blessed are you, Simon, Barjona. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my heavenly Father. And when they spoke to him, he saw the Canaanite woman. And Canaanite was a Gentile. But actually he said, I did not see faith in Israel like the face of this woman. All the time he was encouraging. All the time he was saying words of affirmation and encouragement and validation. Not only to his people, but even to the Gentiles, like this Canaanite woman. So these are the five applications. Feel for others around you. Comfort those around you, especially those who are looking for your approval and comfort. Be careful in choosing your words. Do not use harsh words. Show compassion to those who hurt you. And finally, encourage, motivate, validate, show appreciation and gratefulness to others. As I told you, the grace of the Holy Spirit transformed Moses from a man very selfish with a very hardened heart to a man who is very kind with tender heart. And this through another kinder person, Saint Isisirus, who was very kind and very patient. Sometimes if I'm speaking about monastic, if I am a father and they assign to me a difficult brother, just I I complain and murmur about this person. But Saint Isisirus, his speciality was the difficult novices, the difficult brothers. And he was so patient, so kind with them, until he turned them through the grace of God into godly and saints in, in, in the monastic life. May the Lord, through the grace of the Holy Spirit, help all of us to grow in this virtue, especially as I told you, this virtue is very, very rare now, nowadays. Very rare. Very rare to see a, a kind person, even within the church. Very rare to see this virtue. So may the Lord help us all to grow in this virtue and be kind to one another, tender-hearted. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.